You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com slash journal to read the articles and ASCP.com slash podcasts to listen to more author interviews. Welcome to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. This is Donna Bartlett, your host. Today we have with us Marwa Noreldin. Thank you, Narwa, for being with us. Yes, happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. So Dr. Marwa Nareldin is an assistant professor of pharmaceutical sciences from Manchester University in Indiana. Her study, the medication-related information-seeking experiences and barriers for family caregivers of older people, can be found in the March 2022 edition of the Senior Care Pharmacist publication. And I'm just so happy to have you here with us. I know we talked for a few minutes before, Marwa, and it's so great that you really did this study on caregivers and trying to understand the caregivers. So really excited to get in and talk to you about this. So first of all, though, I'd love to hear more about you, your background, and how you came up with this concept of your study, and also a little bit about your co-author, too. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and, and honestly humbled that I was chosen to, to help with this podcast. So as you mentioned, I am an assistant professor at Manchester University. I've been here since about 2017. And then before that, I had completed both my PharmD and a PhD. In, and the PhD was in kind of what's called a dual title PhD in pharmacy practice and, and gerontology. And so I had a lot of interest in gerontology, geriatrics, older people, for a long time. And then after that PhD, I also completed a postdoctoral fellowship in long-term care program planning and evaluation. And so my love for uh, research in, in this area is, is very strong. My co-author is Dr. Elizabeth Pogge. She is a professor at Midwestern University in Glendale, Arizona. And so she helped me kind of with the manuscript writing for, for this project. Well, thank you. And I just, like I said, it's really important that we do always consider caregivers. They are so pivotal in older adults' care. So I think if we think about it, I think so many of us have different concepts of caregivers and who's considered a caregiver. So to me, there's several types in my head. <laughs> so there's many in depending upon the communities that we live in, potentially, and also all throughout the world, there's individuals and then also those that do it more professionally. But can you tell us a bit more about the caregivers in general and the caregivers you worked with for this study? Sure, absolutely. So like you mentioned, I also kind of see that way where the term caregiver can be used in a, in a variety of ways. Sometimes we there's a tendency in the literature to say formal caregivers and informal caregivers with kind of formal caregivers is individuals who are typically paid for their services to provide care. So those could be home health aides or nurse aides or anybody really who provides care to anybody in general, older people, or there are caregivers of, of children. So that's another term for where caregivers are used. They're caregivers for individuals with intellectual disabilities. So, so there's a lot of different types of caregivers. My main focus has been more on those informal caregivers, although that term is not usually <laughs> used often anymore, but those individuals who are not paid for their services. So they provide care to whatever you know population and they tend to be family and friends of the care recipient. And 
for me specifically, I just had an interest again in older people. And so I focused on family caregivers of older adults and trying to understand, you know, how they manage medications with their older adult care recipients. What do they do? Kind of what are their needs in that realm specifically? And there is a lot in the literature out there about just caregivers in general and their needs in general, but I just wanted to focus specifically being a pharmacist on on their medication information needs and, and how they go about finding that information and, and what barriers they face. So, so for this study, I tried to basically survey family caregivers of older people, which I defined for this study as individuals who are 60 years of age or, or older. And I used this Qualtrics panels survey. So Qualtrics is a survey, online survey platform, but they provide a service where they can help you recruit individuals for, for research. And so that's how I was able to find that specific sample for, for my study. Wow, that's great. And I like that you specify that these caregivers aren't paid either, and they really do so much day in and day out for their family members or their friend that they might be caring for. And they do have a lot of needs. And I think this is so important. And we talk a lot about like self-care and things like that, but just information so they can become more efficient even in the care of those that they're caring for. It's just really an important factor to be thinking about. So I really love your concept here and and how this all came about. So it's a great study. I really enjoyed reading it. I would love to hear a little bit more about some of the medication responsibilities because this is just one very small area of all the areas of caregiving, but you are specifically zeroing in on the medication responsibilities. So can you tell us more about that and in what you found with their means of seeking knowledge about medications? Yes, absolutely. So again, because of my background as a pharmacist and, and kind of just my interest in medications, I wanted to focus in specifically on medication-related responsibilities. I think in the literature, there's a lot about how caregivers help with, you know, different activities of daily living and instrumental activities. And in the past, medication-related responsibilities was kind of just lumped in with these instrumental activities of daily living. But within the last, I would say, 10 years or so, there's been more recognition that caregivers are taking on a lot more health-related, medical-related, and medication-related responsibilities in addition to other things that they're doing. And, and they also tend to, those who have medication-related responsibilities tend to be more likely to look for information compared to just other caregivers as well. And so in terms of some of their responsibilities, some caregivers have no responsibilities, so like that they could just not be involved in medication management. But some of them could be doing any or all of the following. They could be picking up medications from from the pharmacy or ordering the medications for their care recipient. They could be organizing medications into like pill boxes or helping that older adult care recipient have a schedule so that they are on track with how to, to take their medications. They could be, you know, looking to make sure that the older adults actually helping them administer the medication, whether it's a tablet form or eye drops or anything else that the care recipient might need assistance with. And then they're also helping with monitoring for side effects communicating with medical providers and with pharmacists, and then also looking up information about the medications if they have any questions about it. So really kind of the whole range of responsibilities there. Obviously, the more responsibilities you have, it's kind of the more burden you have as, as a 
as a caregiver in terms of medications, especially when you consider that a lot of older people are on a lot of medications and polypharmacy is, is an issue. And so for these caregivers, it, it does become kind of a almost like a full-time job in, in some respects. Yes. So, and they rely on different sources. Some of them will ask physicians or other medical providers, nurse practitioners, et cetera. Some will ask pharmacists and then some will, you know, go online, look at medical websites, look at social media websites for their information or ask fam- family and friends as well. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's quite a spectrum there <laughs> of knowledge and what's reliable <laughs> too, right? <laughs> so... You mentioned too about polypharmacy and that of course is a important topic to address as well. And one of the things that you had mentioned is, you know, the number of medicines people are on. And I believe that it was around six was the average, but could you just give us a, what was the range of the medicines that the numbers that you would see caregivers having to figure out for patients? Yeah. So I think I had asked in my survey kind of like how many and they would pick from different ranges. About 46% of them were on six or more medications. And I didn't ask specifically what medications they were on, but about 95% were taking prescription medications, 62% were taking over-the-counter medications, and about 50% were taking dietary supplements. And so that six kind of might encompass all three of these Mm -hmm. categories. So it's it's kind of when you think about it, it would be a lot of medications. And and six was kind of six to ten was about I think 36% of, of the group, about another 44% were taking three to five. So it's it's still kind of thinking about myself and how many medications I'm taking. I think it's still a lot for, for caregivers <laughs> yeah. to manage all that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And as we know, you know, in literature, just for audience sake, we tend to see literature, the medical literature mentioned that five medications is kind of that magical polypharmacy number. So and are all of those medicines still necessary too? So it's a like we talked about before, all this time that caregivers are, are putting in to the care of the people and just all of these medicines too, it can be overwhelming, but also potentially some medicines become unnecessary too over time. But I know that that's going a little bit beyond this, but just things to consider when you're talking about caregivers and where they're trying to find their information? Are they even considering these kinds of questions too? Yes. uh, Yeah, absolutely. So I want to hear more about the results of your study and were you surprised by any of the results too? Yeah. So I think I'll try to generalize some of the results because there, there is a lot in there and some of the mm-hmm. questions in there were also kind of trying to verify what I'd seen from, from national reports too. So just kind of to compare as well. But among the sample that was recruited for this study, about 75% were involved with assisting their older adult care recipient in terms of helping with medications. About 70% of those were helping with ordering or picking up medications. About 55 were helping organize medications. And then another 50% or so were talking to a pharmacist or a medical provider. And then they were also monitoring for side effects and looking up medication online quite extensively, I, which was kind of interesting to me. So about 68%, so almost like 70% had said that they had looked up 
information in the last month online about a medication for their older adult care recipient. And most commonly, they were looking at side effect information or an indication, but they were also looking at like cost of the medications. How do you administer it? And then other patients' experiences. So like what do others gone through by taking a specific medication too. So really, they're kind of interested in knowing that whole spectrum of what do individuals have in terms of side effects and experiences and what the cost is and all that as well. And then in terms of of barriers, time seemed to be kind of one of the biggest barriers, which that was not surprising to me, but time to speak to providers or pharmacists, time to care for the care recipient or even themselves. It's kind of important to note that a lot of these caregivers were were female. They were about 44 years of age, plus or minus. And so they're themselves, they might have their own medications that they have to manage. They might have their own families that they're also taking care of. And so this is kind of added on to everything else that they're doing. So they, it was hard for them to find time to look up information. But even when they did, they struggled to really find the best sources of information and you know, is it easy to understand? Is it reliable? All of these kind of were some of the barriers that that they experienced. And then I think for me, it was really surprising. Well, two things were really surprising. One is that about like for those who did look up medications online, almost 40% were looking that information up daily or several times a week. And I thought for myself, this is kind of a lot of time spent to, to just look up for medications. So that was kind of interesting to see how, how much time they were investing in, in searching for that information. And then the other really surprising thing for me and has direct relevance to pharmacists, I think that when they were asked what their primary source of information was, so like, who do you go to first when you have a medication related question? Mm-hmm. Only about 21% indicated that a pharmacist was their primary source. So most of them, about 63% considered a physician or other medical provider as their primary source, but only 21% said it was the pharmacist. And so for me as a pharmacist, I was kind of, you know, we pride ourselves on being Mm -hmm. accessible and being the medication Mm -hmm. experts, but there seems to be kind of a, a mismatch there in terms of the caregiver's expectations of that. And so that was, that was a little disheartening for me. Yeah, I have to say when I read it too, I was a little surprised. (laughs) I was like, oh, darn, you know, what are we missing here (laughs) for sure? So I can appreciate that surprise that it must have been for you as well. I was surprised when I read this about the age of the caregivers. I just had in my mind that they might like the average age would be slightly older. I was I think it was around like 43, 45, something like that for the average caregiver's age. So that was surprising to me. Yeah, and I think that was for me as well. And kind of when you compare that to to national reports about caregivers, that that is a lower number. I think probably for me, part of it is because we did it Mm. as an online survey that they captured more of that younger population because on average, your typical caregiver is an older age range in the 50s or maybe early 60s, they're a spouse. Mm. So you're usually it's a spouse who is the caregiver, even for medication management. Mm-hmm. And then usually after spouses, it will be like children, like daughters. And in this sample, it seemed mm-hmm. to be more of that daughters were the primary mm-hmm. individual. So I think that that probably is because of just it being an online survey. And sure. most likely that was more accessible or maybe easier to use for Mm -hmm. for younger individuals. So it is a limitation of the study for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I think it's a great group to 
to be looking at if that it, it is indeed the age of who was part of the survey. What I think is really interesting is to me, I'm thinking that age group might be pretty handy with looking things up online, et cetera, and that they're having difficulty finding some of the information. That is also a little bit surprising too. You'd think that, I just think as people, you know, in their 40s versus people in their mid-60s right now who are the other side of caregivers, like you're saying, the spouses, and et cetera, you know, you wonder how difficult it is for them to find the information if, yeah. if the mid-40s are having difficulty. So, And I think part of it, too, is it, it does show that even though maybe these younger individuals, you know, are more internet savvy and, and use online information quite regularly, they're still not sure about the reliability of the information that they're finding, which it kind of is reflective of where we're at, too, just in terms of, you know, how much information is out there and then how, trying to distinguish between what is actual information, what's misinformation. And so it's, yeah, it's kind of a struggle, I think, for, for them too, which, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really interested. Like, I, I just think we could talk forever about this study just because we all know someone who's a caregiver or we're all think we might be headed in the caregiver realm if we're not there already. So, but also being pharmacists, you and I both being pharmacists and probably many of our folks listening our pharmacists too, we're both surprised and I'm sure others are that people did not look to the pharmacist as their primary source of medicine, medication information. And I think that's an important lesson for all of us. And I believe that you'd provided, you know, maybe we need to look at this a little bit closer <laughs> in the conclusion, but just like really, what are the lessons you've learned from this study and being, you know, so close to it? And what would you tell pharmacy students and other pharmacists that are in practice? Yeah, so I think for me, I think just as pharmacists, we might need to be a little bit more aware of the roles family caregivers play in managing older individuals' medications. So just being aware that they are out there and they're helping. I think in some settings that is easier to see than others. So I think definitely in for senior care pharmacists, for pharmacists who are working in, in long-term care settings, that can sometimes be easier to see when there's more caregiver involvement. Sometimes that's a little bit more difficult in, in the community pharmacy setting. But really, regardless of the setting, I think, you know, older adults, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but they're, you know, they're a growing population. So we're, as a pharmacist, pharmacists are likely to encounter older adults as patients in, in really any setting, and they might be encountering their caregivers as well. And so just making sure that we're more proactive with our interactions with caregivers, trying to understand how much they're involved, maybe just by asking a few questions, you know, how much are you involved in your family members' medication management and, and kind of maybe if they're struggling to find information, being there as a, a trusted source of information, knowing, you know, we, we know where to get reliable information about medications. And so I think that could really be an excellent resource for for patients and for caregivers. And so I think for pharmacists and ph pharmacy students, just being aware that, that there are caregivers out there, that they need our help and just taking that extra step to be a little bit more proactive in terms of helping them find reliable information. And I, I do think it does have implications because family caregivers are so involved in medication management, but they're not able to get the support they need. There's a lot of issues that could crop up. You could have issues with medication errors or other kind of significant health outcomes. And so it has an impact on the health of the older adults ultimately. And so if 
we're out there to look for our patients. I think that including that caregiver in, in the conversation a little bit more might be might be kind of a nice step forward. Absolutely. Like I said, so many times throughout our conversation today, just a great study, a lot of really good information that would help in anyone's practice of whether, you know, no matter where you're practicing pharmacy, I think it is just very important knowing that you are probably seeing some caregiver of some sort pretty regularly and and how might we be able to engage and help them because they need our help. And as we say, we're there, we're frontline and we're available. So I agree with you on your findings and in your conclusion to this. So I like that awareness. There's so many things to be aware of, but this is one very important in particular area to be aware. So thank you for that. Yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Mara, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed kind of sharing some of what I found and hopefully it'll kind of help move things forward a little bit too. So I'm I'm looking forward to working more on, on this area as well. That's great. So I also want to thank all of our listeners for listening in today and doing what you do, helping people live better, healthier, older lives. So can't thank people enough for doing that. And we hope that you found this topic today very interesting. So just want to reiterate that today we've spoke with Dr. Marwa Noreldin, an assistant professor of pharmaceutical sciences from Manchester University. And she has a study that is published in the Senior Care Pharmacist, March 2022 edition. And the title of that study is The Medication-Related Information-Seeking Experiences and Barriers for Family Caregivers of Older People. So thank you so much and thank you. Stay well, be healthy, and we'll see you next time here on the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com slash journal to read the articles and ASCP.com slash podcast to listen to more author interviews.